Ooh, yeah! Killer Pop from Outer Space presents War Games. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. My name is Vinny. I am one of your hosts this evening. With us, as always, is Brother Pete on the hotline. Hello, hello. And on the other hotline, we got Brother Sean. What's up, boy? What's going on? We also have an old friend of the show, an old producer... They got fired. Okay. Oh, JJ's back. What's up? A little guest producing. Show me the ropes for... Uh, Wait, sh- when I left, I had a different name. I didn't have that name. What was your name? I forget. Dr. Yeah, Love. it's been that long. What was it? Dr. Love. Oh, Dr. Love. Dr. Love. Yeah, it's Dr. been a long Love. time. It's been a while. Jeff is on a little weekend escapade to the shore, so he isn't with us tonight. So JJ's filling in, and... Uh, Showing me how to do all this business for times that we don't have for, for our like, full-time producer. For like the 15th time. Well, it's too full-time, far between. Part-time. Yeah. Um, how's everybody doing? Nick, Nick Foles. Good. Eagles won. Yep. Rainy game. Very rainy. It was an exciting, exciting game. Yeah, um, it looks sloppy. Last, last undefeated team in the NFL. So. Yeah. I don't like all the national hype what? they're getting, though. I don't like yeah, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like when they get national hype. Stephen A. Smith last week said that they're the number one team in the NFL, and that made me feel icky. They're much better as an underdog. Yeah. But, all right, let's get into these beers. We are doing a Wash This or Die tonight, a uh, new Shutter original. But before we get into that, Let's do some episode beers. Pete, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I got a uh, high volume uh, double dry hopped Imperial West Coast style India Pale Ale from the Chamonix Creek called Damn Ye! <laughs> yeah. uh, in- inspired by uh, the Great Lighthouse movie with uh, Willem Dafoe. Um, it's awesome can art. It's got uh, Robert Pattinson's character digging, and uh, it's got the lighthouse and uh, lots of seagulls. Um, excited to try it out. Nice. I actually, when I picked it up, I didn't even know. I just assumed because you know how like certain beers art like it has the the can art makes it look like it's like a porter or a stout. Because um, it's all black and white and stuff, but it makes sense that it's uh, actually. I'm kind of surprised it's a West Coast style. I would think it's a New England style because of the White House thing, but um, regardless, delicious. Eight point five percent. I can get behind that. Always, da- always down for the Shaman Creek. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a bad Shaman Creek beer. Well, I'm also drinking the Chamonix Creek tonight. Whoa. Mm. Uh, so I went to my local beer shop, and they had six packs of John of the Dead, their 
special George Romero release they did the other week that Brother Jeffrey went to. I was able to pick up a six-pack of that and have been enjoying them slowly, but it's six and a half percent. That's a little IPA. Great can art, too. I dig it. I went red on. rye. A red rye IPA. Got it, I don't know. It's nice. All right. I uh, went, I had a little bit of a staycation that just wrapped up, so I hit a bunch of local breweries to Southeast PA. Uh, brought some home, so I'll be featuring those in upcoming episodes. But I wanted to start it off with a fresh crowler from Kennett Brewing Company in Kennett Square, PA. Really cool spot. Uh, small place. Uh, definitely has a heavy metal atmosphere with uh, the way it's set up and their merch and their can art and all that. Really good beers. Uh, so I got a crowler of the Jammy Jammy Bassard Pale Ale. And the can art for their crawlers is super dope. A lot of neon colors. You got a uh, like a corpse thing going on with holding the brain with butterflies, and the head is hops with beer spilling out of it. It's it's good stuff. But I was very impressed with them. They don't. I don't think they distribute, or if they do, it's very small batches, uh, maybe just kegs to local bars. So it was the first time ha- having their brews, and I was. Definitely impressed. So we'll see what the jammy jammy is all about here. All right. Before we get into it, anyone have any news or notes they want to get into or things they've been watching besides prepping for the upcoming war games we got next week? Um, there is a... I know we've talked about um, Rock Bottom, my brother's band on here before. Um... Coming up next Friday, which is October seventh. Uh, um, they are playing a show in Ambler, PA. If anyone is interested, look up uh, on Instagram. I am uh, I'm next, fairly confident I'll be there next Friday. <laughs> this coming this upcoming Friday. Friday. So. Um, October 7th. So, uh, I'm planning on being there. Anyone else I'm wants to come hang out? There. We might have kind of full probably killer gonna pod be a BYOB drink. Yeah, probably going to be like a BYOB drink in the back of the parking lot kind of thing. Alright. Because um, I think it's at just like some random place. So, um, yeah, come check that out. Um, other than that, I've just been crushing uh, all sorts of horror movies for my October watching plus list watching. Um, it's uh, consumed my life, it seems. I'm I'm having nightmares because <laughs> all I'm watching is horror movies and the Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer show. It's the best. Yeah, how, how, how's the Dahmer how show? Is that? It's very homoerotic. Mm. In a good way. I mean, not not. It's, I would I wouldn't say that as a as in a bad way. It's just uh, um, minus the know, uh, forced cannibal. I mean, he. I mean, then. it's no secret. You know, he was he was gay, and uh, he lured men back to his apartment and uh, had his way with them more ways than one. I've been hearing nothing but good things. 
Yeah, um, and it's very informative. I mean, I'm assuming since it's so such a public story and and all this, like I wouldn't think that they're taking many liberties with it. Um, I mean, he like you know he fully confessed everything he did, yeah. so there's like no secrets. So I'm assuming that everything on it is like basically true. So um, it's interesting for sure. On the flip side of the coin for hearing nothing but good things. Sean, did you mention you watched Monsters, Rob Zombie? All right. So, yeah. Minutes left when I, which is, I heard the last 20 minutes was decent. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I would call the movie bad. It's just, it's boring. And uh, it's like tonally, it doesn't really match up to what the Monsters were for me, like growing up watching that show. Like I, I just, I know Rob Zombie's like a huge fan of the Monsters and I just, I don't see that come through. Hmm. Uh, but it's not really bad. It definitely was more like aiming aiming for kids than a younger demographic. There's like stupid jokes, but they're making them like they know they're stupid jokes. Like they're not really expecting you to laugh at them. I don't know. Is there a laugh just, it, no. Oh, well, I don't think so. Um, no, but it's almost like fever dreamy at times. Like they'll be filming like Herman and Lily talking and the camera will just be like rotating left and right. Like it's not like steady cam on them. Like there are a lot of weird uh, production choices. I don't know. It's a mess. I don't know. But I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate it. It's just, uh, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do it. Strong, um, strong review. Yeah. <laughs> it would not be a no, it would not no, be a watch for me. It would no, be a watch. He'll he'll well he'll let us know if the last twenty minutes truly are decent. Well, it's a it's how they it's the story of how they met. It's not even like like the show was the family being like an odd family in a normal environment and like it's not that at all. Oh. It's it's how they met in Transylvania. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Fucking mess. It's a mess. I'd rather watch Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. I thought it was pretty revealing that um, Connor tried watching it. And he, he's pretty forgiving and, and uh, you know, down for whatever. And he turned it off pretty early on. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to wade through some of the beginning. Like, she goes on a date with uh, Count. What the hell? The guy from Nosferatu. Okay. Blackula? Oh, wait. Never mind. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, I forget. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Not great. I'm, I'm not too thrilled. No, no, something it. I'm excited about. Did you see they're teasing that they're going to make a Trick or Treat sequel? Yes, that was that was part of my news lineup. Am I stealing, stealing your news? Very active development, according to... Michael Doherty. I'm yeah, I like that a lot. That. I've been waiting for that. They've, they've, uh, been, they've been talking about it for years. Yeah, I think, I think that's a worthwhile franchise to continue on and make another anthology out of. Yeah, I love uh, it. Did you see that the first one is back in theaters this month? Oh, that's cool. Some some select AMCs, I think. Uh, I think they're doing it at like the Franklin Mills Mall or whatever they call it these days. Yeah. That'd be fun to see in the big screen. Um, in other news, the Crow reboot. Uh, 
starring Bill Skarsgård. No, stop. stop. Oh, I'm talk about this movie. And I don't think I can get behind this one either. I refuse to believe that it was even actually happening. I still believe it's fake news because no. Like they're just gonna come out like, "Up, oh, we're just punking you. We're not actually gonna try this." Yeah. I don't. I don't understand the character. The the character choice. I don't understand why. I mean, I get why because they there's no originality in Hollywood anymore, and they need to just remake everything. And why take a, they have to take a perfect thing and tarnish it? But um, I mean, I know that they made like bad sequels, but we can pretend those that don't exist. I mean, the fans of the OG are are not going to be excited for this. No one. I've it's not, a very odd choice. Not talked to a single person. Not talked to a single person or read a six. Every single time I see it, like on on a post online, I open the reviews and every, it's just like a million no's. Just people that write no. I mean, I guess they'll capture a new audience because of the Bill Skarsgård thing. They'll capture a new audience for the current Hot Topic tweens, depending on how they market it. So, so here's the thing. Brandon Lee was like a heartthrob, like sexy looking guy. Bill Skarsgård looks like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's great for a horror movie, but yeah, he's great know. as he's great as Pennywise. Have we uh, talked about yeah, he's speaking not the of heart, him? Heart have we talked about Barbarian on the show yet? Uh, I still haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, so maybe we'll save that for a I future think, watch. Jeff, I, I think the last episode we recorded, I Jeff think was the first one to see it. it, or Jeff had just seen okay. it. Okay, and I've seen it since then. Yeah, we'll have to do that for a watch of Is it's? Uh, I mean, I'll tell you right now, it's good stuff. Yeah, I plan on yeah, Jeff. Jeff spoke highly of it this month to to put it as one of my movies this month. So, yeah. uh, and some better news: a lot of good things being said about the new Hellraiser. I'm I'm getting I'm getting yeah. excited for it. I'm going in blind. I haven't watched any of the trailers yet. Uh, Me neither, but I have seen people like um, first round of reviews that it was good. Yeah. Mostly praise. Yeah. And then as of recording, so, I mean, well, and it's coming out tonight, October 1st. So this weekend, uh, Smile premiered in theaters, but I haven't really heard much. I haven't looked for any kind of reviews, but I haven't seen much either. But that You one, know what I did see? What I did see is that they did a few, like, um, publicity things that, like, I haven't seen anything done like this in a really long time where like they had like purposely placed people like at a baseball game, like behind home plate, like doing the smile thing. And oh, they I did saw, it like I a couple of, yeah. And, and like a couple other ways, it was like a baseball game. And then like some other, like, I don't, it was like on the news or something. And um, like, uh, it was all part cool. of like the, I didn't realize um, the baseball thing was for that. As I saw, like a Instagram reel or something where, you know, she was obviously behind home plate and caught on camera doing the creepy smile, but it was more like, yeah, you know, the person that made it was like, what the hell's wrong with this woman? Is the devil here? Yeah, it was all, <laughs> yeah, it, it was all, it like, was creepy. It was like four, did. four, they did like four different things, um, all like done in like public places to be that would like show up on social media. That's cool. Um, as, as promotion. So that's cool. Um, 
The trailer I mean, was really I have promising. no idea I mean, what the, the, the trailer gave me like full blown goosebumps. You know, hairs on my arm raised. It was creepy. I mean, what's the what's the whole like? It's some like, kind the... of curse, and once you see the smile, then you're cursed too, and it's coming after you. Or, you know, along those lines. Got it. Uh, yeah. But the way they, no, I, I'll probably, I might check it out. Yeah, I, I'll, I plan on seeing it soon. But I, I mean, I still there, there's so much I want to see. I still want to see Pearl. Like, I gotta get at it. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to see that in theaters though. Yeah, I guess I can save it, but I although just, it'll I be a while any before excuse, I any excuse to go to the theater. Yeah, I do want to see. I just figure the there's. Yeah. Hopefully, I figure I'm gonna have. To, I'm definitely gonna see. Halloween ends in the theater this year, so or this month. So, yeah, we got how many other times I'm able to make it. One of the one of our off-air talks, we got to figure out coordinating that, trying to see it all together. Yeah, definitely. Um, we are going into Speak No Evil, a new Shutter original. All right, if you boys are ready, then we'll dive into our Watch This or Die for the evening. Yes, sir. All right. We got Speak No Evil. Brand, well, pretty new Shutter original. Uh, dropped two weeks ago, I think. Um, a little bit different. This one, I mean, at least I didn't hear much buzz. I was just, I've been, now that they're doing their 61 days of Halloween every day, I've been checking Shutter to see what's, what's new. This one showed up as new and. Didn't know much about it or anything about it. And it's having an interesting premise. Gave it a watch. And I started screaming from the mountaintops that we need to do an episode on this. And I've been telling everybody whether they like horror or not to watch it. This movie was a doozy. Yep. Let me do a quick uh, IMDB synopsis. A Danish family visits a Dutch family they met on holiday. What was supposed to be an idyllic weekend slowly starts unraveling as the Danes try to stay polite in the face of unpleasantness. Unpleasantness is a... Uh, unpleasantness is one way to put it. It's one way. This is... In recent memory, this is the most skin-crawling, uncomfortable, anxiety-ridden movies I've seen. But like, was, I, feel like but I, was, I was loving every minute of it. I made a mistake because I, I think I took an edible before this movie, which just like my anxiety was through the roof. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was definitely smoking the old bubbler while watching it, which probably didn't help my cause. No, I, my skin was crawling. Yeah. And I wish you watched it with Gia because watching it with Steph was this made it like so much more interactive between the two of us, like yelling at the TV and being like, we would do the same thing. And like, uh, like it made, yeah, it, I made have it to get her to watch fun. it. It wasn't, there wasn't enough horror that I think she would have hated it, but I, I described it to her and she's like, that sounds infuriating. It's, uh, yeah, I guess it's not even horror until. Well, it's it just not horror in the sense that there's like a lot of violence or, um, you yeah, know, it's, that, it's there's a little, more, a little bit of gore. Psychological thriller, but it, it or is even mm. thrilling. It's psychological discomfort. <laughs> oh, it's just anxiety. Just so much anxiety. Pete, what are, you, what are your early thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, when did you start feeling uncomfortable? Uh, uh, there were some subtle moments while they were in Italy. 
but really not until yeah, they got the... until they got to the like they started building it... the tension for sure in Italy, but it was it was much more subtle. Oh, it was it was in Italy when they see the uh, the father standing outside by the gate, right? Doesn't the husband see him standing out yeah, there? Yeah, because he was always like looking. That's out. in Italy, so I yeah, think that's when can, it starts. I... So like, you, all right, you know the you know the husband's fucked up. Well, the one thing that definitely is made to make you feel uncomfortable from the beginning, whether or not it just seems like a semi-pleasant story in the beginning, is the music. The score to this is totally fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like from the like 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 like, like horrifying, like you know off tone, off key, like just like crazy. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how to describe it without like someone hearing it. But just like them, like walking through like Ita- an Italian town, it's like, <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck? Um, and uh, yeah, so I I don't think I I wasn't sure. I didn't pause it or anything, but like, I wasn't sure that. Could you tell that it was the guy at the gate? Like, was it definitely? I, all I just saw was kind of a figure. I mean, could I just tell them uh, just because they met the couple. I assumed it wasn't like they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't remember if you could really get a good look at his face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I just want to throw out a quick disclaimer. Like, so I know we haven't given it, you know, a watch us or die yet. But for this movie, like, we can't avoid spoilers. So if you're even remotely uh, intrigued, what you should be, we can. Go watch the movie. We can avoid We don't have to spoil the ending. Yeah. Well, even just talking about the moments, though. I would would recommend pausing the the episode, go watch the movie, and then even without even knowing what we, you know, stamp we give it, come back and listen as we break this thing down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, So, first of all, this movie will teaches you that... um, Danish and Dutch are two different things. All right. I had no idea. <laughs> well, I knew that. I was just like, wait. I was like, wait. I knew I knew that Dutch. I, I think part of me thought that, that it was, like, interchangeable. But then I – What country I, are I, Danish – what country are Danish people Danish from? people are from Denmark, and Dutch people are from Holland. the Netherlands. And Holland. Yeah, yeah, yes. like Amsterdam. Christ. And I knew that, but I kind of just – like I kind of just – that whole world – is this like kind of the same to me? Well, yeah, that know, whole as, a, as an ignorant American. Yeah, yeah. But what's funny is that they're like they're sitting there at the table. So these two couples meet. They both have a little kid, and they're kind of just like exchanging pleasantries. And they're like, like, oh yes, well, you know, we are like similar yet uh, mostly the same. And then he's like, and then they're basically like shit all over the Swedes. They're like, yeah. at least you're not like a Swede. Fuck the Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's um, how, like... Okay, that, that part made me, that made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Would that be, like, if we were on vacation in Italy and met some dudes from England and or kind Canada. of befriended them and then shit on Canada? Yeah, maybe. Is that the same? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Much further apart, obviously. This was, like, a... a Do we have any listeners in this... any of these countries? Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. I'm thinking like if I go abroad and I meet somebody from New Jersey and I'm like, oh. <laughs> we are not the same. Well, yeah. yeah so <laughs> we can even do it smaller. Like we go to yeah. we go to New York, befriend somebody and shit all over Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I'm in Delaware. So uh, 
Do you want to continue with the storyline, Vin? Well, or? so, um, yeah, the IMDb synopsis is very brief. So, like Pete said, you got this, these two couples, different countries, vacationing in Italy. Both have a child the same age. They become, like, vacation friends. Like, nothing too deep. It's share some laughs, drink stories, whatever. But then, like, one of the, the, they drop, like, the old, oh, like, you should come visit. Which happens when you make, like, you know shoulder friends at a bar like oh you should come hang out again sometime don't think much of it both couples go back home and our danish couple uh gets a postcard from the other family inviting him out for a long weekend and they're kind of reluctant but like oh let's throw caution and win and go do it now at least i was picking up on from the italy trip and when they got back home like they're they're putting a lot on the Danish husband, like being bored and uncomfortable with his life, and kind of like looking for an adventure, right, or something. Like, yeah, out he's, of the norm. He's, he's wears a he wears like a very like awkward um, smile in a lot of scenes. Like he's just trying to, and he and he and he later kind of kind of touches on it when he in a scene. But yeah, he's like it, it he's comes like up more, his, more and more as the film goes on. But like he's just like yeah bored with his life uh everything's the same hanging out with the same people that he doesn't really necessarily like um i think i think pretty early on they start like establishing that he gets pretty short-tempered and impatient with their child who's young like toddler age or a little bit older than toddler yeah she's like 11 i'd say so they make the trip out to holland to hang out with the Dutch couple. Uh, Patrick and Karen is the Dutch couple that invites them, that has kind of a little bit of the creepiness going on early. And uh, Bjorn and Luis are the Danish couple that uh, the story's focusing on and them going out to visit. And almost right away, as soon as they get to that Dutch house, they really start ratcheting up the awkwardness and creepiness and uncomfortable yeah i i took some uh notes on this and my i was creeped out basically from the start i think that first scene they're driving down the driveway in like the station wagon and i was like oh this is giving me like straight evil dead vibes yeah it was like a weird house very isolated and then they go in oh so just one of the things while they're uh, building these characters and building their their very brief friendship so far. Um, the uh, what's her name? Luis, the woman in the Danish couple, is vegetarian, and that's brought up in Italy. No big deal. Well, actually, no. Uh, Patrick, the Dutch dude, says something weird like, "Oh, like that's so noble and so great that you care for animals," or something along those lines. But like, it was just the way he did it was weird. But then with the awkwardness, it's pretty much right when they walk through the door, he's like carving up a goat leg, right? And like trying to force her to eat it. Yep. Isn't that he, a... he makes her he makes her eat it, yeah. Yeah, which I, he's like, I can't I, believe he's like, she no, did really, it. I must insist. I must insist. And then she kind of takes the fork and um and then the husband says, uh, just take a small bite. Yeah. Her husband. And you and you know that the Dutch couple knows 
Right, but like me and Steph uh, were like, they made like a big are they deal. punking them or they did they forget? And Steph was like, well, yeah, it's been they long enough that they forgot. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's where you start playing the stories in your head with this movie is because you're like, well, you you, you think, okay, well, sure, they could have they could have forgotten, but at the same time, like, they had, like, what, three days together in Italy? So you're talking about, like, one of the three times they hung out, they're not going to remember that part of that whole com- that whole hangout was that she's vegetarian? Like, so well, then uh, you're like... It just dawned on me, maybe with the ending... So they seem to have forgotten a lot of things that happened in Italy with their conversations and some of the like the smaller details that they were talking about that like we would think they would remember, but were they establishing with the the, the ending that they've done this so many times and had so many of these small talk conversations that they truly did forget because they've done it so many times? That would make a lot of sense. So. That just dawned on me, like as we were speaking. There's like yeah, little, de- there's like little details like that. That, uh, like me and Steph were both at work the next day, and we were calling each other on our work phones, being like, "What about this part?" And we're like, this movie really captivated the crap out of me. <laughs> I think that ev- I don't think they forgot. I think every single thing they did was absolutely intentional. Okay. All right. Uh, um, so where do we go from there? They, you know, they reintroduce the kids and the tour of the house. Things are kind of normal. There's a little bit of weirdness going on because they're they... yeah. The little kid, the little kid, like scares the like shows his mouth to the yeah. well. They establish that yeah, in Italy up, too that he you can't... end up finding he doesn't have a tongue. Yeah, because in Italy they also go over that a little bit. Like so, the Dutch couple's young son has trouble with like speech um and they don't really get into it like you know they just he's kind of you know counted off that he has like a disability of some kind but he has trouble talking then he shows the danish dad jorn that he has no tongue so you're like what the hell and it comes out of like nowhere what the hell is that if my my note for that was oh god the fucking kid doesn't have a tongue yeah (laughs) but then I mean, I bought into it. Patrick had a, the Dutch dad had a reasonable explanation for it. Like it was a birth defect. And I think he said his tongue's real, like smaller than a normal person or not there. Or something. Yeah. Like he, he even, he even had a name for it. Yeah. Yeah. He had like a diagnosis for it. So at least for me, I was like, oh, okay. Well, a medical name. He also, he also tells them in Italy that he's a doctor. Yeah. So like so, they think, you know, even more reason. Really. I was going to say that was one of the things that you first see when they when they go to the Dutch couple's house and they talk to him and they say something about how he's a medical doctor and he has no idea what the fuck they're talking about they're like you told us in Italy you were a doctor and he's like oh yeah sometimes I get uncomfortable in social situations yeah, and I just yeah. lie about it and they're like okay well no that was later cool. where he's like no I'm not a doctor I yeah, maybe that, that was that no, was much that, later because like that was when I was full-blown young at the TV I was like what that was when the wife yeah. cut, cut her finger and they're like, oh, uh, Patrick, yeah, yeah, can you help her right, out with right, this? Right. He's like, I'm not a doctor. I just get nervous and lie sometimes. I was like, what is going on oh, with these yeah. people? That was later on. Yeah. Infuriating. Um, God, there's so much of this. So, I mean, I don't know if we, like, we need to go over scene by scene every detail, but they're, they're establishing that they're there for the weekend. And, like They're trying to make the best of it. 
but the Dutch couple is super weird and has all these weird quirks and they just keep revealing more and more every every scene about the discomfort that we the audience have because of watching how uncomfortable the Danish family is um, and it's one thing after another so a lot of what's ha- what happens is like um, it's like every little thing and you and this is kind of like all encompasses itself in the end it, you know it becomes a lot more obvious at the end that they're just slowly dipping their toe into the water to see what they can get away with basically yeah and and so like the next like big like no way situation is they say like oh we're we're gonna take you to this restaurant in town and uh you know they're getting ready they're going downstairs with their daughter they think that they're all going together and then and then this guy shows up to the house like no no this is the babysitter He'll watch the kids. This is adults, and we're gonna go out. Yeah, which is like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about different other cultures, but like that, I'll use my sister-in-law for instance. She would never, ever, 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 just all of a sudden leave one of her kids with a stranger just to go out, like ever. When you're in a strange country with people that you barely know, and then. With, you have to keep with in weird mind, things there was, have already, there was already weird things happening and like red flags going up. But they somehow, well, like you said, like the ending is a big part of all their decisions. They like, I guess, can't handle confrontation or the awkwardness, so they just accept it. Like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to leave the kid here with a stranger and go out to a restaurant, which just. Yeah. And it's not like it's up, like. It's not like a. It's all. Yeah. I was gonna say it's not like it's a, uh, it's not like it's like the like eighteen year old girl from or a grandmother or an eighteen year old like high school girl from the next door. It's a full grown like fifty year old middle aged man. Yeah, like that's not the, the men don't babysit. I'm sorry, like at that age, <laughs> like like a random children, like that. That's not a thing. And they weren't like going right down the street. Like it took them a while to get to this restaurant. Yeah, and it wasn't. Was that even a restaurant? What was going on there? There was one table. Oh, it, was, it looked like a pub. It looked like a pub. Yeah, but like no one else was there, so that was weird. Yeah, the ordering the food was weird because they were ordering for them, and you had the whole vegetarian thing in the back of your mind. And she was like saying, "Like, oh, is this vegetarian?" And like, oh yeah, sure. Like, is it? Is it though? And like, yeah. oh. Oh yeah, because that that's it's in that scene when he says, uh, um, oh, "How does he word it?" Were you like, oh yeah, he's he like insults her about it, right? Yeah, because he says, uh, "So he said, oh yeah, you're vegetarian, right?" He, she said, "Yes," and he said, "But uh, you eat fish," and she said, "Yes, I eat fish." He's so like pescatarian, um, and 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 then and then he says, "So you're actually a pescatarian," and like corrects her, and then. And then she's like obviously uncomfortable, and she says yes. And then he says, "So, but the whole you know uh, commercial fishing industry that doesn't bother you, obviously." And like just is basically just like telling her she's dumb for yeah, being a vegetarian and still yeah. eating fish, and yeah. It's just and the husband just sits there. Yep. Yeah, smiling, smiling. I mean, the especially as we're talking about and going through the story, like all these passive scenes obviously or what leads up to the end 
and that awesome line that he says, you know, uh, when we get to that part. But um, because you let us, yeah, because you let us. The dancing part was freaking weird. The only thing more awkward than them dancing together is when the other couple starts dancing and they like and then they don't know what to do. Eventually, they're just like standing still next to them while they're like grinding and uh, yeah, dry humping. Meanwhile, there's just like a bartender just like drying her glass somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so should... yeah. So, well, there is okay. So after this happens. There's a clear, like, escape plan. Well, the, that was the next, like, absolutely not line-drawn moment. So our Danish couple is, like, finally having... So the, the daughter was meant to sl- share a room with their little boy, which made her uncomfortable. Because, like, the little boy, like, screams all night long. Like, in fear or, you know, anguish or whatever's going on. So the daughter ends up sleeping in the tiny bed with the parents. But then this night, she falls asleep in the room with the little boy. So they have some alone time. So they're getting in some hanky-panky. And the daughter comes to the door yelling to get in. And they kind of ignore her because they're, they're getting it on. And then when the mom wakes up to go check on her, she's in bed with the Dutch couple who are sleeping naked with their daughter in bed with them. And that's the first time where the wife was like, enough. Well, and even before this, she she tells the husband, like, a few scenes before. I, I think after they got back from the restaurant, like, she said, this is weird. I'm getting a bad feeling about this. I want to leave. And the husband's like, oh, like, you're, you're you know, overreacting. Like, it's, it's fine. They're fine people. Like, let's just stay the weekend and kind of, like, dismiss it. Oh, like, how about the drive? Well, we did. We met, we skipped the drive home from the restaurant. Yeah, with her, and the music, with her freak out, and the music, and and the fact that the dude got com- they're completely wasted. Yeah, and... swerving yeah, he's, all he's over the place. He's shit faced. Yeah, he's he's just blasting music, and she keeps asking him to turn it down, and he's basically like, "Fuck you, no." And then the husband, like, overly politely asked, like, like laughing, like, "Oh, like, you mind just turning it down?" And like, and then she just flips her lid. Turn that fucking music down. But whenever so, they um, whenever they had their little like moments where they defended themselves, the Dutch couple that was hosting would be like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, sorry, like didn't know it was a big deal. We're just trying to be good hosts or just trying to have fun. Sorry, it's such a big deal." Yeah, they they would like own it up to like cultural differences. Yeah, almost accusing them of being one of those fucking Swedes. Yeah. <laughs> That was another one of my notes. I, I, I wrote, oh man, the Swedes are catching slack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, so there's this, uh, so there's this escape plan. They basically like, for ass crack at dawn, decide to pack up their bags and leave. And what we skipped over is that established in the beginning of the movie is this stuffed rabbit that's like means the world to this girl yeah. that is lost in the beginning in Italy and the father has to go find it. And then, um, so they're, they're out, right? They're driving down the road. They, the movie could be over. The movie. Yeah. They're leaving. And then the girl, she's like, Oh my God, like the rabbit. 
And I don't know. Like, this is the point where, like, anybody who watches horror movies would be like, I'm sorry, there's no fucking way I'm turning around. Yeah, and he's already gotten, like, pretty short with her, like, short-tempered. So he had it. Like, he could have, you know, put his foot down, like, sorry, we'll get you another rabbit. But, like, I don't know if it was, like, that was what was tugging at him. Like, he felt like he had to be a good dad. I, like, there were so, so many different psychological go- things going on. But you go over the whole scenario in your head, and you're like, okay, it's not like you can just, like, sneak back. Because now you've been gone a while. They're probably awake. Like, you're going you're gonna to actually go back in the house and try and find this thing? Yeah. And, and for all you know at this point, because you started to figure these people out, for all you know, they you think, oh, they hid it somewhere. Like, they did this on purpose. Because they were there when he first came back with it in the in the in Italy, mm-hmm. and then of course he's walk he's like basically at the front door walking in the house, and the girl finds it in the car. Yeah, I, I was so mad. I was he happy for And uh, yeah, so then she the the mother goes in, and this is really, and and then there's just like they're they're basically like. How how could how could you possibly leave us? Like, what did we do? And the, and then they have they basically make them like slowly, like confess all these things that then as they say them out loud, it sounds like they're complaining about little things. Like well, it, it was like a, it was it was the most well formulated and acted guilt trip ever. And I know yeah. this like my own personality and experiences. I would have fell for that completely. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. Like, because they were like, oh, like, well, sorry, we have a small bed and can't afford a luxurious kingside bed for you to sleep in. And yeah. like, sorry that you know we're trying to have fun and like was it was just pushing everything back on them that they were being terrible guests and they were trying to be the best hosts they uh, hosts they could be and it was brilliantly done because I would have completely fell for that. Like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Like, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> uh, I'm not making friends anymore. So they now at this point they're convinced to stay. Well, it's really the husband, and like I feel like the the wife is like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me." Mm-hmm. Um, they're convinced to stay. I but guess Patrick it's one saying, more night. Like, oh, like yeah, it was just one more night. Like you know, this is the last day of the trip. Like this is good. And then Patrick the host was saying like this is gonna be the best day ever this is gonna be the best day like uh please stay and then they yeah. cut to the next scene they have him doing fucking yard work yeah what the fuck is that <laughs> i couldn't believe I, it i was I, like yeah they stayed there exact some same thought. <laughs> yeah meanwhile yeah they, the, the wife stays behind and rakes leaves while the guys go into town and drink beer yeah and uh as it should be yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's just like. Oh, sorry, I, what? I thought I was on mute. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, we're kind of reaching the point where, when I mean, we always kind of try and avoid divulging too much information. But I mean, we gotta spoil this one because I want to talk about it. All right. All right. If you want, if you want to avoid spoilers. Go watch the movie and shut off the. Podcast. I mean, we've already spoiled a few, like some of these high tension moments. Like, 
watch the movie. I, I can promise you. I can promise you that if you watch it, it will feel so much more tense than yeah. we're even making it seem like. And you have no idea where it's going. I did. You have a guess I for what happens at all? Uh, I was pretty sure of something. Something along those uh, lines, was, my, but what it I, was. I was thinking. My mind was going towards like identity theft or something of the sort. I really, mm. I, I was so wrapped up in everything that was going on, I couldn't even think about it. And then when he, yeah, walked, I don't when think he walks, really thinking when he walks into that hut with those photos of all the previous families and how each one was like in a sequence, like it was the Dutch couple with one kid and the other couple and their kid. Then the next photo, they had their kid. And it was a different couple with a kid. Like, and each one, they, they showed that sequence. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, so I, what, I, there was a point, I think, maybe, like, during the, like, before, like, during the beginning of that day, the chore day, that um, I remembered that in the first scene, when they're at, when they've gotten to the Dutch house, that you know, the, the um, Danish husband looks at the shed. And yeah, that's when the, kind of like, that's when the kid is, comes up. Is and curious about, no and that's when the kid shows up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you kind of like, you kind of forget that that shed's there. They never shed, make yeah. reference to it. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, what the? I was like, wait, wasn't there like a weird shed? And then, yeah, like next thing you know, like in, in a few more scenes, the shed makes its ugly appearance back. Oh, what a scheme and, these uh, people were doing. Oh, and then just so, to mention quickly, the, the again, the tension just going full throttle. The kids were actually getting along and having fun together, which wasn't happening much in this trip. And they had a little dance recital they were going to do for the parents. And that was all kinds of awful and uncomfortable. You had Dutch dad, like, flipping out at the son about how he wasn't, you know, on cue with the girl and dancing properly and... This was yelling at him and um, screaming. And then so when the couples were communicating with each other, they were speaking English. But then, you know, talking amongst themselves, were speaking their their own language. Freaky deaky Dutch. So there was a lot of times where they're like, you know, the Dutch couples talking to each other and the Danish people don't know what they're saying and vice versa. And they don't use subtitles for those moments, which I thought was really clever. So you don't know what they're saying either as the audience. It was really well written. Uh, so there was a lot of that going on during this awful dance recital with the kids um, and the Dutch dad flipping out. And then the, the Danish mom flips out. And then the Dutch mom was telling the Danish kid what to do in, in her own Dutch language, which was weird. All kinds That's of when I kind of started to figure out what was happening. Yeah. So you had the big reveal. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So you have the big reveal of the guy finding these photos of them on vacation with like hundreds of families. There's like hundreds of photos up in this yeah. shed. And then they find the kid dead in a pool. Yeah, immediately. I was like, oh, uh, my God. What was the kid's name? Aiden? Something like that. Uh, yeah. And I was like, young and teen. Yeah, it was Aiden. Be like, you know, before we even got to the pool, I was like, they fucking drowned Aiden. And sure enough, he was floating in there. Abel? Yep. Abel, that's Abel. what it was, yeah. Abel, so what, yeah. what they do, our fucked up Dutch couple, they go 
Uh, I'm guessing, you know, never locally because they would have gotten caught. They go travel abroad. They befriend some other couple of a similar age that has a kid that is similar age to what you think is their kid, but turns out is not. It's just the kid of their most recent victims. They befriend them and take the couple's kid and then they go do it again with another couple. And they keep the kid for a little while until they're tired of it or bored with it or it's run its course. And then they're on to the next couple and taking the next kid. What we don't know is how they do it yet, which is coming up, unfortunately. Um, yeah, they basically take the kid and cut its tongue out. Yep. Speaking of um, yeah, then you get the whole backstory of why Abel doesn't have a tongue, so he can't explain although couldn't he write was he not old enough to use a pen and pencil i so think a lot that, of things so the uh-huh. kid is then taken by the same guy that babysat the kids right and i feel like there must be some sort of like um brainwashing like yeah yeah but the kids so that, that never like... fully are okay with it and comfortable like he screams all night long until they come and beat him or yell at him but then the other thing is with, with the subtitle stuff for us watching, whenever they speak in Dutch to the kid, is also not in subtitles. So is that their way? It was like, who knows where they're traveling to or where they're meeting these couples? Like, in this case, it was Abel. Does Abel not speak Dutch or Danish? So, like, who knows where he's from? Yeah. So that's why there wasn't subtitles. But he doesn't understand what the fuck they're saying to him. And that whole dance recital scene where he couldn't do it and wasn't listening is because he didn't know what was being yelled at him. It's possible. All this shit was running through my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going back and forth just like on whether or not I hated it or loved it because you just hate the Danish couple's response to everything. It's always like just so passive, but it's but just the point of the film. I found that to be like really realistic and different than what we'd normally see. It's like, you know, when we get to the, it's like we're, we're approaching the part where it's happening to them. They realize it's happening to them. They're trying to take their daughter. They cut the daughter's tongue out. Like they, it's all happening. And they're still just completely passive. Like they're freaking out and crying and scared, but they're not fighting back or doing anything. And Steph was like, why aren't they fighting back? But like not every, in movies, you know, we're used to like, oh, the couple fights back and then, then they're going to go on some trek and find their daughter and kill the weirdo babysitter that is a part of all this. But like, that's about uh, how life works. You have weak, no. weak people sometimes. Well, no, the husband not does, story. They the husband does shut try, down. he tries to like charge or jump towards the guy in the car and then he stabs him with the scissors. Yeah. And, and then, that's kind and of it. Kicks the shit out of them like before and after that. The mom is just yeah. in the back seat, just freaking out, but not it, like yeah, it's in total shock, like freak out, crying. Yeah. I mean, like they were just in complete shock. And then the I end. Mean, the, the tongue was probably still in the car. Yeah, I guess it was. I didn't think about that. And then the way they wrap it all up and they're done with this couple was brutal, and I did not expect it. Like I thought, so they. In a, in a previous scene, when they when the husbands go to have beers, they stop by this uh, quarry or very isolated open land 
And he brings him there, like, saying, like, oh, like, this is a free space. You can just yell and get all your emotions out, whatever. Not a big deal at the time. They bring them back there, and he realized, like, oh, like, that's why they like the space, because it's completely isolated. You can't hear any screams, whatever. And they send them down into this little uh, knoll, or not knoll, like, a, at the bottom of this hill. And they're just, the couples down, the Danish couples down there, like, they're hugging and... They make them strip down. Completely naked. naked. Yeah, make them they had strip a real, that real awkward scene. And at this point, they were just like, "All right, I guess we're dead, and our daughter's gone." Like, so they're hugging it out and saying their last words. So I expected like a gunshot to happen, but the way they end them, I was not ready for, and that was brutal. Stoned to death. I don't think anyone, at least in a horror thriller uh, genre, went that route for a death that I can think of. And we so, watched brutally as they got stoned to death. The first rock comes and nails the wife, and she goes down, but like not dead, just brain trauma. And then the husband goes down and gets hit with a couple of rocks. And then we just have to watch the, these two lay in the ground naked with stones coming down from the top of the hill that they're throwing and just hitting them and pulverizing them. So they, like, I mean. Stoning happens like in the Bible and shit, and it's always described as like the most brutal, like possible way to be sentenced to death. Mm-hmm. And like seeing this, you're like, "Yep." That's... Yeah, because they made it a point to show that <laughs> they had brain trauma from these rocks hitting the head, but they weren't unconscious and they weren't dead yet. Yeah, and then they were taking body shots. Yep. And yeah, yeah, it's not a quick way to go. No, by any means. Like, I kind of was expecting, as they, like, zoomed in, for them to, like, still be alive, but, like, dying. I'm pretty, Vinny, I'm pretty sure that it was, like, a beach. Like, that they were kind of high up on, like, a big... um, Like a sand dune? Sand dune. And throwing down the stones at them. Because it kind of looked like, like, it kind of looked like, 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 uh, low tide sand. Oh, yeah. And that, like, maybe... I I thought it was more of a quarry. At least that's how I. That would make more sense. It. If it was a beach, it would make more sense how they get rid of the bodies. Because I was saying, I was like, so yeah, because they eventually just this, like wash out. They've done this to many, many couples. Where did the bodies go? Yeah. Uh, but also, I think they were also kind of like revealing when they were down there and it was all happening. There was piles of rocks everywhere. So I took that yeah, as that like too. from previous couples they've done too. I don't know. Wild stuff. Wild that was kind of that was kind of what I assumed that they just buried them further, deeper into the rocks. But willing um, to suspend disbelief that they're able to get rid of the bodies. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I took a lot of this with the the couple being so passive and so weak as a different way of making this realistic. The big, like, unrealistic thing is they wouldn't have been able to get away away with this for so long even then with no and i don't... yeah go ahead sorry sorry go ahead this even with them living in isolation and going abroad to meet these couples i mean there would be some traceability for all these couples and children going missing and the photo evidence of them traveling with the kids but whatever like you know you gotta suspend belief in in certain ways yeah i just they're so incredibly passive. Like all of these crazy things keep happening, and they're just like, "Oh, like it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay." Like 
he's driving drunk and not listening to us. It's okay. And he's sleeping in bed with our, they're all naked with our daughter. Like, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, like my line would have been crossed either at that point or way before that point. But like, like me and Steph kept talking about, like at least early on, we were definitely able to put ourselves in their shoes. Like when the, when the wife first, uh, voices her concern, which would be Stephanie, like, I don't know, I'm getting weird vibes, like, this is weird, we should go. I'm like, oh, no, it's cool, it's cool, let's just stay, like, yeah. they're fine people, they're, they're, they're good people. We're gonna have fun. Yeah, We're gonna have yeah, time. Gonna I'm good. gonna go out drinking beer. Yeah. But when I hit my line, like, I'm done, and there wouldn't, I don't care if it's a bunny, I don't care if I forgot the daughter, like, I'm not going back when I hit that line. <laughs> uh, the bunny scene was, that, that made me Yeah, crazy. that, it's a, We'll get you another one. Yeah, I'd be like, fine. yeah, I'm not worried about this bunny. Uh, it's still a watch for me, though. I, I think that was the entire, the entire point of the film. How passive they were, you know. That's not always the best path, you know, when you run into tough situations. And I think that's, you know, ultimately the point they were trying to drive home. And they definitely do it. I give pile it a, of rocks. I give it a strong watch. I mean, I. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I've been telling so anxiety. many people to watch this thing. And JJ, you too. You got to watch this thing. It's not hard. His name is Dr. Love. Dr. Love. You got to watch this thing. Um, now, I haven't looked to use any word yet, but this is wide open for a sequel that I would be very much on board for. <laughs> yeah, there was no happy ending. Yeah, no happy ending. Um, and I would like if they went the route on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's a couple that does fight back and we get to see these fucking awful people meet their demise. I'd be on board for that. Maybe some Swedes? Oh, yeah, even better. <laughs> yes. The Swedes get their redemption. Is Bill Skarsgård Swedish? Uh, yes. There you go. He is, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he is too. Or finish something. Uh, but yeah, I would. I would so, yeah, it's a it's a watch for me, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm waiting for people to ask me for recommendations so I can shoot this one out at them. Yeah, Dana and Connor loved it, although they got, I think, even more uh, angry and kind of didn't enjoy the fact with how passive they were and didn't fight back. And I tried pleading my case and the film's case with like. Why, why it's a different direction, but I mean, I can see people getting frustrated with that. I could also see people that have kids maybe not loving this movie. So, oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. Did anybody read the Letterbox reviews? No. I love I love Letterbox reviews. Like, there's some really clever ones, especially when it's a bad movie and it's being trashed by a lot of people. People find like really funny, clever ways to write a bad review instead, of, you know, other than just saying it sucks. But this one is very polarizing. Like I think the star rating is like above average, but it's very when you read the reviews, people either love it because of how cringy it was, or some people couldn't take how uncomfortable it was and turned it off or just didn't enjoy it. But then every bad review seemed to be from a parent. And I even put in my letterbox review, I was like, if you're a parent of especially young children, maybe don't watch this one until they get a little bit older because it might fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't recommend this to anyone. It's definitely anyone a scenario that I think would only happen in Europe. 
You're not getting an American family, you know, gun-toting, well, gun-toting, tobacco-smoking. I'll never forget this movie to begin with. Agro, like, agro-American. I'll never forget <laughs> this movie. And then every time I – it's like I frequently will be sitting at a bar. And, like, Steph always, you know, teases me for, like, we'll go to a bar. And if there's a couple next to us, like, I'll start chatting them up and talking to them. I don't know if I'm going to do that anymore. <laughs> Especially when we go to like the resorts and stuff in the Caribbean, is then I love making couples friends at these resorts. I was like, oh yeah, then we can meet them up with drinks with them, you know, at a different day or whatever. I don't know if I'm gonna do that anymore, or at least it's gonna be back in my mind. Like, are you psycho? Because how do I know? I mean, I have to yeah. consider myself pretty pretty passive, and it's like the same thing. I always, whenever I'm on vacation, I, I make friends with everybody all yeah. the time. Now I'm like, oh, you're fuck. gonna think about it. I feel it a so bit, seen. Right? I feel so seen from this film. Yeah, like you're gonna think about it. I know I am. I'm still gonna do it. That's just the way I am. I, I love talking to people, but it's gonna be in the back of my mind. And if it is in the back of my mind, Steph's gonna remind me. Like, stop making friends. <laughs> don't you remember speaking yeah. to people? <laughs> just don't. Just don't talk to any de- uh, Dutch people. Yeah. We're out the Dutch. Freaky, de- freaky deaky Dutch. I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch. <laughs> there are only two things I hate in this world. <laughs> people who are ignorant to other people's cultures. And the Dutch. And the Dutch. <laughs> I think, uh, isn't the, um, is it Dutch that Kramer in Seinfeld, when he's Santa Claus? I speak all the languages of the children. A witchy 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 woo. well i think uh i think we covered this one pretty well yeah um i enjoyed it i'm glad we all gave it a watch i think this episode is about as long as it takes to watch a movie but not quite that's all right that's why it was a short one it was it was kind of a short one it's like 80 minutes right not not even a full hour and a half i think the movie was what's our time at one hour two minutes well, that's not bad at all. Usually, yeah, we're, like, so, uh, usually we're 40 minutes for these. Uh, what do you guys predict Jeff would have thought of this? And can we convince him actually to watch it? I think Jeff's going to be I a think we have a, on this one. I think we have a better chance of him watching it with Ashley than by himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jeff would be a pass. You think not he, he would hone like, in on them being too passive and... Not fighting yes. back. I think Jeff Jeff doesn't like the not that this is like highbrow horror, but I don't think he'll I don't know, he I don't think it's one he's he's gonna be into. That's a shame. Hey, right. maybe prove prove us wrong. Well we'll see what to say. Maybe he'll watch it before a future episode. In the meantime, we'll be signing off this evening. I'll catch you boys on the flip side. We have uh, next week, well, as of now, we are fully into October. This is, We're kicking off October season with this episode. And uh, this upcoming week, we have our first War Games of the Halloween season coming up. It's going to be a doozy. Uh, we are doing Haunted House War Games. Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be called Haunted House, but really it's any haunted establishment or structure. 
the, on, the only fine line will be whether Four it's walls. haunted or possessions. We don't want possession. We want haunted. Uh, but some will some will cover both. Yeah, yeah, some will cover both. As long as um, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I gotta. Yeah, we'll we'll talk offline. I think we're gonna have a surprise guest for that one. So, first war games of the Halloween season, first of many. That'll be dropping midweek. So, uh, catch you boys then, audience. See oh you. yeah. Talk to you then. Love you guys. See ya. See ya. Sounds good. Peace.